HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit hearstranch.com. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Let's eat in on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and we're here at Roberta's Pizza. Um, so, guys, listen, it's the best time of the year to start jamming, canning, putting things up at home. Uh, I just stopped by the green market on my way over here, and there's just so much in season right now. Plums, peaches, amazing tomatoes. Uh, if you're not stocking up on those mason jars right now and taking advantage of this great bounty of the summer, uh, I don't know what you're doing. But I know one person who definitely is doing that, and she's joined uh, joining me today here. It's Lena McCarthy of Anarchy in a Jar. Hey. Hey. Hi, Kathy. Thanks so much for being here for the, only your like third or fourth time on the show. <laughs> I think it's my third. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Lena founded Anarchy in a Jar. It's a local small jamming company uh, based in Brooklyn about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you're on the show once when you guys were starting yeah. up. Then again, for some silly reason, I'm not sure why. I don't remember. The first one was funny. It was the spicy versus sweet competition. Oh, that's right. Kadeem, yeah. Kadeem kimchi Mama. versus jam. Yeah, Mama owes kimchi <laughs> versus Anarchy in a Jar. Uh, I think we all won that day. We did all win because we're all still in operations. <laughs> that's true. I know. It's such a good point. And mm. not only are you in operation, you're going, you're going jam... Jam, I don't know, what's a good word for it? Jam crazy. Jam crazy. Jamtastic. Jamtastic yeah. with uh, a new book called Jam On, the, uh, the Craft of Canning Fruit. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank this you. Is such a big thing. Thanks so much. It's a beautiful hardcover book that came out last week um, from Viking Studio. 
It was photographed by the the one and only Michael Harlinger Cal. Yes, the incredibly talented Michael. The, the his photographs are so amazing. It's you know really, it really what makes is. the book come alive. So he's also a host on uh, his own show here, the food scene. Um, so I'm gonna get like this is amazing. So it's organized by seasons, correct? It's actually organized by style of preserving. So it starts with like jams and jellies, then there's a section on marmalades and chutneys, and then there's a sugar-free chapter. What is the difference between jams and jellies? Mm, That's an excellent question. Mm -hmm. Uh, So jam is smushed up fruit. So kind of what your typical jam that people are used to is. Just smushed up fruit. Um, Sometimes it has seeds in it. Sometimes there's little pieces of fruit. Um, And then jelly is just the juice. So it's totally strained. Usually it's somewhat clear a little bit. Even if it's colored, you can kind of see through it because it doesn't have any hunks in it. It's been just basically completely strained out. Uh, marmalade is citrus, so it always has some sort of citrus and the zest a little bit. And the bit, peel so, usually yeah, is a big part of it. Exactly. Yeah. So you get that bitterness. Mm-hmm. And then preserves are whole fruits preserved in their juices. Oh, what? Yeah. And conserves have nuts in them and dried and or dried fruits. I don't think I've had conserves. Yeah, no. they're kind of like mm. a European thing. You don't see them too much in hmm. the States. Very cool. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah, um, you're welcome. And there's so many great recipes um, that are not just your average. Uh, like you have the classics, you have the the nitty gritty behind the best making the best strawberry jam or the best conquer grape jam. But um, you have playful recipes like the sugar plum fairy jam, which I'm holding right now, <laughs> which is made with shiso, a wonderful Japanese herb, and ice wine. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is ice wine? It is. It's a wine that's. It's a sweet wine, and it's when uh, it's only in regions that really get frosts because it's when the grapes are left on the vine till oh, after right. the first frost. So ice since I ice knew that. wine, yeah, hmm. and then they get all sweet <laughs> and. So delicious. is it cold enough? I know you're from upstate New York, Woodstock, right? Yeah, it's not. Well, it is cold enough. It's not a huge wine region right around there. The I get the ice wine actually from the Finger Lakes, yeah, which is a really okay. great ice wine area because it's it really right. cold and nice. So did you go there when you were a kid? The Finger Lakes? I did. I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful up there. What was it like growing up in Woodstock? Were there hippies like <laughs> there were all over there the place were. asleep there on, the, on the sidewalk? <laughs> there were. There, there were and there still are, amazingly. So it wasn't that strange um, then doing these jam I know that you you started jamming with your mom mm-hmm, growing up and I did and that was uh, just a, a hobby every summer yeah exactly I learned from her and kind of you know she would just can whatever was in season and you know just for us for the house and mm-hmm. we'd always use kind of fun herbs and stuff from her garden that oh, she wow. grew and she was a landscaper so she always kind of just was an avid gardener and I learned a lot about plants from her and you know I always used to have a bit of a black thumb I think it's advanced to like it's not quite a green thumb yet but maybe brown like what does that mean <laughs> oh black thumb is well green thumb is when you're really good at growing oh, okay. stuff like a, a natural gardener huh. which my 
my mother definitely was, and I was not ever that You're great cool. at it. You know, I, well, I yeah. just I don't know. I just didn't have the gift. You know, I just felt mm. like everything I grew, I killed. And <laughs> but I've slowly but surely learned how to grow things better, and and you know, just learned about fruits and vegetables and herbs, and and that's kind of the fun part of jam making, and that's kind of what I encourage in the book is for people to play, right, um, and really use you know what's in season and things you might never think work well together um Mm -hmm. you know things like like basil and strawberries um especially Thai basil which is like a little bit of anise kind of flavor so um that's kind of you know the fun part of making jam is using kind of cool coming up with your own cool flavors and um, and I kind of do that throughout the book I have at the end of every chapter I have Mm -hmm. a make it your own section where people can like I give kind of different flavor combinations of herbs and spices that um that work well with every recipe so for you know, even if it might be uh, strawberry and Thai basil, I give kind of other variations that you can do that work well with strawberries mm-hmm. or that work well with, you know, cherries and things like that. So it kind of allows you to use the book in many ways. Each recipe in some ways is kind of like 10 recipes, which is nice. That sounds like a really fun way to just kind of like come up with, uh, and you know, like new ideas that you've never seen before but also I think that's one of the huge pluses about making your own jam at home is that you can make something that you've never seen before it Mm -hmm. doesn't exist and so forth yeah exactly exactly that's like the fun part of of canning in general and I think you know I I try as much as I can in the book to make it really easy so all the recipes are definitely aimed at home cooks and also they're aimed at um, even urban and suburban cooks so Mm -hmm. people who don't have a big kitchen and don't necessarily have room for tons of canning equipment Um, all the recipes all you need for them are really like a pot maybe two pots Mm -hmm. and your fruit and your sugar and your herbs and maybe honey and really you don't need anything like crazy pots with fancy attachments you don't need yeah yeah, you don't really need any of those and um, you know you need some jars but those are actually pretty easy to get nowadays. Um, uh, yeah, and they're reusable, and you can yeah. put candles in them afterwards when <laughs> exactly, you're done. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so I try to make the book as easy as possible, and kind of you know encouraging you to just play and people to not be too intimidated. Because I think um, I found a lot of times that my I have my have a market booth at Smorgasburg in New Amsterdam and McGulrick Park. Um, where we sell the the jams from my company. And a lot of times people come up and they ask questions all about, like, you know, canning on their own and will I kill people? And, uh, (laughs) you know, they're really scared of canning because I think there's a certain... I don't know. It's not necessarily a myth because obviously, um, you know, any food you you have to be somewhat Mm -hmm. pseudo sanitary with. But really, uh, especially jam and pickles are a great way for people to start canning because it's really easy. And it's um, I would even say that jam and, you know, preserving fruit can almost be even easier than than pickles, um, you Mm -hmm. know, in some ways, especially uh, once you try it, you know, really. Uh, it's hard to screw it up. Um, You know, you can obviously, I have done it. I mean, when I first was jamming on my own in my early 20s, I like, you know, I definitely... You screwed up? Yeah, Yeah. I totally did. I, you know, sometimes I burnt it. I remember one time, for some reason, I got jam everywhere. It was, like, too loose, and there was, like, jam exploding over the kitchen. So I think, you know, it just takes a little practice sometimes, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you can screw up once or twice, and usually by the second or third time you're and usually getting the other thing well. is like have you ever made a, a jam and you didn't 
like make it hot enough or something and for whatever reason the the cap didn't yeah. suck in yeah that, i mean that, that i feel like that's what a, a lot of people totally. might be most afraid of but totally. if that happens just put it in the fridge and eat it exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly there's exactly and really um the great thing about fruit is that almost all fruit with a few exceptions figs and tomatoes are actually the only exception which occasionally um their ph can hover in like what they call the danger zone so above 4.6 but really most fruit is way below that um with their ph which means that really harmful bacteria can't grow there Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. even if you you know don't can I don't think figs and tomatoes would be the first thing people would reach to anyway. So. <laughs> right, exactly, right. exactly. And usually you're going to be okay if you add something like lemon juice. Even with figs and tomatoes, you usually can can <laughs> them. Sometimes you have to boil them a little longer, um, process the jars a little bit longer in a water bath. But you know, for the most part, you're going to be totally fine. So that's what's great about Good to know. Fruit. No, yeah. like once you cover all the basics of those different types of jams, you can, you're pretty much free, free to make everything. Oh, look at this photo. <laughs> oh, there's a photo of Lena on the rooftop of, it looks like, that looks like the old, no, that's the, that's the Long Island City yeah. Brooklyn Grange farm. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she's standing on this rooftop farm at Brooklyn Grange, our good friends. Um, and it looks like she's in a field, <laughs> but then you see the skyscrapers behind her. That's awesome. <laughs> so you were saying that you're not much of a green thumb, and but your mom was, mm-hmm. and now your boyfriend Ben Planner right. is. That's right. I surround myself exactly. With <laughs> <laughs> and Ben is the the farmer, um, founder mm-hmm. of Brooklyn Grange Farm. So yeah, and I, you know, I don't use uh, I use whatever I can from them. So mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they don't have any. They don't have big s- orchards yet. Yeah, <laughs> I encourage every year. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, do they have their... strawberries though? They do. Yeah, strawberry yeah. patches. That's yeah, easy have... to grow. It is, mm. and um, and I use herbs from them, um, mm-hmm. herbs and peppers and tomatoes and things like oh, that. Oh, for the so. hot pepper jelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Those must be coming off the vines right now. They are right now. Is really honestly kind of the best time to jam or can anything because every I mean it's amazing right when mm-hmm. you go to green market it's just like it's almost overwhelming because there's was. so much in season right now and there's what I like, like about it the prices get lower when yeah, there's so much in season yeah exactly exactly you know I mean I think everyone's inclinations sometimes all of us think like okay it's May it is summer nope. put on your bikini like but it's not you know really in terms of vegetables and farm products mm-hmm. you know they're not really ripe until yeah honestly this time of year is when everything gets really good yeah. so it's kind of hard to I always forget that every year I think we all do you know and then we the do. first strawberries come and it's like I will give you a million dollars for yeah. those strawberries or like at first the the hothouse tomatoes are like eight dollars yeah. a pound and now I just got um heirloom tomatoes for 325 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no, yeah kidding. yeah um so anyway yeah that's a good tip so mm-hmm. so go stock up buy like a flat of something and, yeah. and just have jam throughout the winter. Exactly. And, you know, and I encourage everybody to, I think sometimes when you go to a green market, it can seem like things are expensive sometimes, but especially if you're making, if you're canning, mm-hmm. um, you can always ask them, you know, if they have extras and I, squashed ones. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't suggest using ones that are actually moldy yeah. or rotten because <laughs> yeah. those will just taste like moldy, rotten jam. <laughs> but um, I definitely encourage you 
ask a farmer and they'll often give you like they can give you sometimes an entire case of peaches for much much cheaper than they're selling them for in the little pints so um, definitely ask and sometimes the farmers are really psyched about people you know doing their own thing and canning and stuff so take it from someone who who did that and has gone this far for sure sure. Um, so let's have a little quick uh, musical interlude and we'll be right back talking more with Lena from Anarchy in a Jar You're listening to Feeling by Peels. grass-fed beef pasture raised on 150,000 acres in Central California Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef free-range, sustainably produced humane Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef the authentic flavor of the American West We're back with Lena McCarthy on the week of her book launch, Jam On, The the Craft of Canning Fruit. This is your first book. Yeah, it's exciting. So this is a this is a great starter manual for anyone interested in jamming and then anyone who is interested in getting a little more geeky about it. Yeah, um, exactly. And I was asking before, are you going on like a book tour or anything? But Yeah, I'm doing you know. little bits. You know, I'm gonna be visiting a few different places. I'm gonna be out in California later in the mo- cool. uh, later in the fall. And um, what's nice is, you know, I'm gonna kinda take it slow throughout mm-hmm. the fall and 
can go different places. So if you look at yeah. kind of, you know, because you can actually still, there's still a lot you can can, um, even, you know, later in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, apples and pears and quince, which are oh, great. That's great. And cranberries and stuff like that. Put some maple syrup in there and so forth. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then there's marmalade season, which is pretty fun, too. The winter. So, the winter, it. yeah. Nice. So, uh, But it seems like you're always touring because you're at these markets, New Amsterdam <laughs> markets, exactly. Morgensburg market. So you can always, you know, talk and and get the, I don't know, I don't know if you'll do a book reading <laughs> you know, at the market stands, but you can definitely get a taste of, of, of this great book. Ooh, there's some quince right there. Mm-hmm. Now tell me about this recipe for sex with the cherry... What was it called again? <laughs> I call it Sexing the Cherry Cocktail, which is uh, it's actually an, an, an ode to... There's a Jeanette Winterson novel called Sexing the Cherry. And really, I mean, I guess Sexing I draw, I draw a cherry. bit of a comparison. I don't know. Maybe it's a stretch. But honestly, it's just a great name. And it's obviously a cherry, cherry-themed cocktail. Um, mm. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, there's, there's a few variations in there, but um, definitely... Cocktails is kind of a fun thing to do with jam. Um, mm-hmm. One question I get like all the time at um, my markets actually is people ask me, uh, "What do I do with this jam?" Because mm-hmm. I think you know most people we all think of obviously jam on toast, which is its kind of most common form, or maybe on scones or whatever. But uh, there's really a lot of other stuff you can do with jam, especially the recipes in the cookbook are um, tend to be more low sugar and. Um, and also kind of more unique in that they have a lot of different flavors going on. So you can really do a lot of fun stuff with them. You know, you can put there's them a, in grilled There's a risotto recipe yeah. with the raspberry rye whiskey jam, beets and aged goat cheese. That sounds mm-hmm. really good. And uh, also a grilled cheese, uh, fig, fig you pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a lot of fun ones, exactly. And, you know, there's using it on roast chicken. and mm-hmm. um, Oh, for like a glaze or... Exactly, Before yeah. you roast it. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. And a lot, you can really use a lot of, you know, jams and jellies um, in different ways like that. Especially mm-hmm. some of the marmalades are really nice on fish. and To sex up um, basically anything. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Instead of, you know, maybe adding a sugar or a syrup, it's kind of a fun other way to add a flavor mm-hmm. in it into something that's... Uh, yeah, you can put it in salad dressing even. So. Yeah, yeah, I do that sometimes. Um, so, what do you think would be the ultimate date meal? <laughs> to and it doesn't have to use jam, but uh, you know, it's actually that's a really hard question. I knew you were going to ask it, and I was mm-hmm. trying to think of something on the way here. But it's hard because jam is really sexy. I mean, I feel like um, you know, I I personally feel like it depends. You know, obviously, if it's a it's a breakfast date then um you know there's many many jams you could use for that i think there's a really fun recipe for um for poached eggs with um using a marmalade on the toast and it's kind of a fun way to like jazz up poached eggs wow okay um, so that you would put be the poached fun, egg yeah. on top of the, the jam toast yeah exactly mm. exactly and that little bitterness is really nice with uh, poached eggs because it adds you know kind of balances that sweetness of the egg um oh, and nice. yeah and then i would say you know if it's a lunch date then uh, <laughs> you know there's some fun grilled cheese and jam which you know kind of a way to add a sweet little touch to uh, lunch 
which it to be fun. And then um, I think the yeah roast chicken recipe is really fun for. Yeah. I think roast chicken is like it's. I always say it's like my favorite thing to make. I make it for like especially in the fall and winter. I mean even in the summer. Maybe if your apartment's really tiny, it would drive you crazy. It could be really mm-hmm. hot. But uh, roast chicken's great because it's it seems really glamorous and like you put so much work into it and it looks so beautiful. But it's really easy and, and it's substantial. Yeah, 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 and it's like fun to pick the bones together you know it's like Mm -hmm. fun to kind of pick it off you know it can be a little sexy and kind of fun to do with someone else so which jam would you suggest for that you know I feel like you could use a lot of different variations I think the pepper jelly is really nice um or like even a a chutney there's a Mm -hmm. recipe for a green tomato chutney that would be fun I was thinking Um, of the spicy pear one oh yeah that would be really good totally because pears work really well with, Mm -hmm. with chicken yeah all right so I know okay that's Lena's next dinner date in the fall maybe. <laughs> exactly I just had I just got a weird idea what about for a late late date Ooh. just just a jar of these and go crazy there you go no totally <laughs> just two spoons and a little jar of jam yeah <laughs> jam body paint anyone oh yes <laughs> that's a late late date <laughs> nice do you have suggestions? For, no, I'm just kidding. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, Lena said I should paint the jam. No. <laughs> so what's next for Anarchy in a Jar? I mean, you're still producing in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You have a couple of faithful, awesome, amazing employees. I do, I do. I'm very lucky to always have really great people working for me. So, I mean, one thing we've been doing is, um, you know, this summer I've, one of my assistants is also um, a baker in her own right. So she mm-hmm. has a, a small little baking company. She's just getting started called awesome. Magpies um, Baking. And she, um, she's she been making Pop-Tarts um, that we fill with the jams and we sell them at Smorgasburg. And that's great. kind of a fun, uh, you know, new little venture of ways to kind of... Um, you know, it's ways in which I have fun fostering new people um, who are starting out, and that's something always fun. It's a great way to collaborate as well. Um, and then, you yeah, know, we just can see like jelly rolls, yeah, all sorts of baked goods. Totally. Jam. Totally. Yeah. So, and then um, throughout the fall, we're starting to sell in some more stores. So expanding a little bit, mm-hmm. always expanding, you know. So, um, and we've been doing some larger sizes too for a lot of the, some of the stores outside the city, especially. Oh, okay. To use on um, their menu and so forth. Yeah, exactly. And for restaurants. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so that's been, um, been kind of fun. So, you know, always expanding and we're probably going to you know at some point expand our space too because yeah. we're still um you know in a small little kitchen but uh we're definitely we're, the, you're in a small it. little kitchen that's in the, that's like being rented out of mm-hmm. excuse me essex market and greenpoint so yeah yeah exactly so we're we're out and we're you know kind of in the back area mm-hmm. um which is great it's a great space and it's kind of nice to have other people around right. too i actually like you know that there's nice energy of having you know there's a shop in the front mm-hmm. and then um we all kind of share a Actually, storage that's area what we have here at this radio station is like yeah. just in the back of roberta's pizza <laughs> yeah and there's something nice about like you know collaborating and doing stuff together and um you know having the energy of of different people doing different stuff and you know that's kind of exactly what you get at roberta's <laughs> like, yeah you know, there's the like, community vibe yeah because you also work in the same space as uh pnh soda still? that's right yeah like, anyone else or um, it's just us. We both have kind of different little zones, and then we share a different walk-in. Schedules. A walk-in cooler. Cool. Yeah, we have, you know, he has his own little area with induction and stuff, so we kind of, we share um, warehouse space. 
I see in the back somebody wrote as a quote on your book that anarchy in a jar could also be called community in a jar. And I think that that yeah. pretty much sums <laughs> it up. Um, why anarchy, though? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I get that question a lot. Socialist. Um, yeah, Damn. right? <laughs> well, you know, it's a little tongue-in-cheek. Obviously, anarchy in a jar is, um, you know, it's kind of... An well, idea. it's an anarchy of flavor, I have to say. Yeah. It's, like, super, super intense and yeah. it just hits you over the head. But yeah, exactly. I you know, know, I always say it's unconventional, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the, both in the technique and in the flavors. And, you know, we try to make it... Obviously, a little have exciting you, and anarchic in your mouth. Have you gotten any um, strange hate mail or anything <laughs> like that from people who you are know, a little concerned? You know, I definitely have had um, mostly uh, just young anarchists from all oh. around, uh, you know, just inquiring. And they, they're, you know, always excited about they uh. want to talk about politics. But, uh, you know, I, I invite you to some yeah. meetings. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's great. <laughs> So, um, so for Jam On, do you have events coming up uh, around town? Yeah, I do. I actually have a, a book release party at 61 Local, which is going to be um, in two weeks on the August 23rd. And okay. everyone's invited, anyone who wants to come. It's going to be Any open. Any cover and, price? Uh, there's nope. no cover price. Wow. And, you know, we have books for sale. There'll be jam snacks, jam trivia. And it's a great even. little pub, so. Yeah. yeah, it's a great place. You can bring your kid, you know, you can probably bring your dog maybe yeah i saw that on your invite i was like really (laughs) maybe not maybe they'll have to hang outside but uh (laughs) but um and then i have uh i'm doing some demos for green market i'm doing another one at grand army plaza on the 25th so that'll be a fun uh jam making demo and the book will be there and Mm -hmm. um and then i'll be doing different signings and stuff around town so and all that actually is the book has its own website Jam on the craft of jam on. Oh, that's long. Okay, I'll remember it. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just link to it. It's on our website, Anarchy in a Jar's website too. Oh, so is... you can see all the events there. Yeah, great. Exactly. So, how do you do that? Well, it's like the prime season for actually jamming your <laughs> jam. Yeah, it's your hard. Product. It's hard. You know, it's yeah. definitely. Um, I'm a busy lady. So, what flavors <laughs> do we have coming up that that you're working on? Um, like well, new ones. Yeah, you, you know, one of the new ones I'm working on is. Um, um, I've been working on a Bloody Mary jam, a tomato jam, which is wow. perfect for this season. And um, is it savory or sweet? You know, it's both. It's okay. both. It's a little savory and a little sweet. It's got a little horseradish and kind of almost like a little vinegary pickle spice going wow. on, and um, tastes kind of like a Bloody Mary actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice because you can use it. Obviously, you can use it on toast, but it's great, you know, as a condiment as well. So, cool. Yeah, and I kind of like exciting. doing flavors like that that are a little more diverse. You can use them in different ways and mm-hmm. stuff. So that's really interesting. Yeah, because uh, Bloody Mary, is, you know, sometimes just tastes like canned tomatoes or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I have a feeling yours is going to be a little more. It's a little subtle more, and, a little yeah. more exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. It looks like um, that's about all the time we have. All right. Well, but thank thanks you, so Kathy. much for joining again. Yeah, and look forward you. to trying your new jams. And thank you for this she's so plum jam, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, and thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. So check out anarchyinajar.com, jamonthecraftofcanningfruit.com, and thanks everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week on Let's Eat In. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. 
You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.